This is No Fee TV, where legal help is always free. Hello and welcome to No Fee TV, where legal help is always free. The good news is warmer weather has finally arrived. More people are spending time outdoors, but, and here comes the bad news, there's an increased potential for injuries. So today our focus is keeping you accident free in the spring and summer, and actually all year long. We're joined in studio today by two of the partners from Edgar Snyder and Associates. Welcome attorneys Todd Berkey and Cynthia Donnell. Nice to see both of you again. And also also joining us is the Injury Prevention Manager at Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh of UPMC. Welcome, Christine Vitale, to the show. Chris, thanks. how are you today? I'm good, thanks. How did you get involved with the wonderful people of Edgar Snyder and Associates? We've actually been involved with Edgar Snyder and Associates for at least 10 years. Um, when I first started with injury prevention at the hospital, they funded our injury prevention website. Um, and we have over 350 pages of injury information. And then since then, we've done the road radio program with them and that's a middle school high school program for underage drinking prevention we did over 160 programs over a period of six years thousands and thousands of kids and um, I've been involved with the their words to be heard contest too I've been a judge so it's now, been a good partnership that's their scholarship program where kids it's a peer-to-peer -peer program where kids get the message out against distracted driving or underage drinking and drinking and driving um, in a way that kids will respond. So it's right. a really cool program. Tell us a little bit about your role at Children's Hospital of UPMC. I'm a trauma nurse. I've been there uh, my entire career started taking care of kids and had then moved out into the community trying to prevent kids from coming to the hospital so um, I've what we do is we partner with a lot of people in the community um, we look at what kinds of things are causing kids to get hurt and then we work with the community and figure out ways to prevent that from happening well spring and summer of course lots of people are outside kids are outside and you know we want to let our kids have fun obviously we do but I'm sure you see all different types of injuries at Children's Hospital we do um, the, the, the thing about summertime is kid, there's no school so the the numbers for traumas go through the roof over the summer and um, it's it's hard to keep your uh, once your kids are nine or ten years old you don't see them as much as you normally would so they're out there doing God knows what most of the time so you have your bike injuries um, your pedestrian injuries problems at playgrounds problems in the swimming pools um, lots and lots of things coming through the emergency department what um, let's talk to Cynthia I want to talk to you a little bit about what types of accidents and injury claims you see during the warmer months obviously they relate a little bit to what Chris was talking about yeah you see a, a different constellation starting uh, in April and it, uh, it builds up right through the summer until school starts again. And um, in particular, um, the last uh, several years, we've been seeing a lot of um, ATV accidents, uh, which is kind of uh, new. That's a new development. But uh, the things that we've always seen are playground accidents, bicycle accidents, uh, swimming pool accidents. Uh, um, some of them uh, can be minor injuries, and some of them can be devastating or, or death. And I, I'm assuming too, with playgrounds, even though now they still, it seems that most of the playgrounds seem to have that softer surface or they seem to have mulch, that kind of thing, but you're still seeing a lot of injuries. On top of that, what else as a result, even though there is that kind of thing, you would think of kids falling off of different apparatus? Yeah, no, we don't see as many playground injuries as we used to, to tell you the truth, because 
Um, a lot of playgrounds now, we got rid of that asphalt, mm -hmm. and uh, they put down uh, protective material, which is which is a uh, a big help. And uh, I think a lot of schools, in particular, are becoming aware of the dangerousness of some of those old metal. Uh, playgrounds, the ones we used to play on. Oh, do you remember? <laughs> right, yes. And I remember we played on them too. And the rust, and the, you know, yes. I mean, it was just when you think about how dangerous it really was. They were very, very dangerous. It just was a miracle that some of us weren't and, killed. And also another thing too is the manufacturers and designers of these products have really um, caught up to speed in terms of their safety and there's strict guidelines um, and re regulations that are imposed upon the designers and manufacturers of these playground equipment and I'm sure if you see the, the newer playgrounds that are out there they, they look much safer than the, the older designs so there are strict guidelines and regulations these manufacturers and designers have to um, comply with in terms of the, the manufacturing designs of these playgrounds which has, has definitely uh, increase the safety uh, aspects of the of the equipment. I don't know how we survived. I really <laughs> don't. Our parents. But Todd, we have about 45 seconds. What are some of the uh, causes of the accidents that you're seeing? Some well, other like, things that you... Well, like I just mentioned with the playgrounds, a lot of times you see sometimes it's faulty equipment, poor design, poor manufacture. Um, you see a lot of times, uh, again, the surfaces. Now the surfaces are all, again, there's strict guidelines about and regulations with what the surfaces have to be. Um, so, so, again, as Cindy said, we've definitely seen a decrease in those types of accidents. Um, when you're talking about um, bicycle accidents, a lot of times it's mostly the drivers don't see them. I mean, drivers are looking for cars, they're looking for automobiles, and uh, most oftentimes that's what we see is they really look beyond them or past them, and they really just don't see see the bicyclists. ATV, Cindy mentioned, a lot of times you're dealing with really just negligent, careless operation. You're dealing a lot of times with children who, you know, they're, they're speeding, they're trying stunts, they're, they're being reckless or careless on them. Um, so a lot of times we see that with ATVs. Um, swimming pool accidents, we see we see a fair amount of those as well. A lot of times, you have to it deals with again maybe faulty equipment, diving boards, um, people you know again being careless or reckless. Sometimes you have drinking involved, uh, people you know kids running, slipping, sliding, uh, pushing each other, things like that. So um, you know we see all these types of various um, various types of injuries over the summer. Those darn kids having fun, huh? <laughs> Got to protect yeah. them somehow. Playgrounds owned by schools, owned by people, owned by municipalities. It can be a pretty confusing thing. So Todd, do the owners of playgrounds have certain responsibilities as well as yeah, anybody else would? Certainly they do. Um, uh, a lot of times with the owners of the of the playgrounds, their responsibilities are mainly um, center around the installation um, of the equipment um, and the uh, inspection of the equipment and the maintenance of the equipment. Again, as I mentioned earlier, there are strict guidelines that are published. Um, there's state regulations, there's federal uh, regulations that talk about how these products have to be designed. They have to meet certain safety, safety standards with respect to the design and manufacture of these products. But once they're purchased by a playground owner, um, and then the, so there's certain other requirements and legal responsibilities placed on the owners of the playgrounds who are installing the playgrounds to make sure they're installed um, specifically to the specifications and then there's certain other requirements and, and regulations that talk about their inspections um, and maintenance of the equipment. When did we start seeing a change in all of this? Again, we were talking earlier about how when we were kids, no one seemed to care, but now, you know, obviously that's a big deal. Great. I've been practicing for about 25, 26 years now, and it seems like over probably the last 10 to 15 years, you've started to see a slow change in the whole the whole philosophy of, of playground safety equipment in terms of the designers and manufacturers of this equipment down to the owners of the equipment. It seems over the years it's just gotten much safer in terms of the design, and the federal government and state governments is also 
also regulated this the industry. Um, they, they regulated it more, you know, specifically. Cindy, um, if your child is injured on a playground in some way, shape, or form, when is a good time to contact an attorney? Uh, you should always call the lawyer. Um, the uh, the law in this area is a little complicated. Um, municipalities own most uh, playgrounds because they're run by schools or owned by schools. And schools are not liable for negligent supervision. So if your kid falls on a playground because nobody's watching or supervising from the school, um, that unfortunately is not a case that you're going to be successful at. And it's because schools are protected by the Municipal Tort Claims Act. And there are certain things you can sue them for and certain things that you can't. You can, however, hold the school responsible for faulty playground equipment. And we see some of that. Um, you know, on a sliding board, if you have a sharp edge, it does not take much speed to take off a finger, you know, if a sharp edge catches on the, on the way down the slide, um, or if um, a ladder climbing up the sli a slide is loose and it kid falls off. That would be something that the school is responsible for. However, um, if you have um, kids playing on monkey bars and there's no supervision, that's just not something that, that you can sue for. And so the school itself has to make sure, or somebody from the school has to make sure that everything is up to par. Right. Yes. Just to dovetail on what Cindy said, just to read one section from the Pennsylvania Code, which is a regulation I previously mentioned. Um, this is a section of the code. Toys, play equipment, and other indoor and outdoor equipment used by children must be clean, in good repair, and free from rough edges, sharp corners, pinch and crush points, splinters, exposed bolts, and then it goes on in other sections to <coughs> specifically describe other safety aspects of this equipment, how it has to meet up to these certain regulations. So there are definitely some strict rules about that. Chris, do you have some playground safety tips for us? Because, again, as parents, uh, even as caregivers, I mean, there are a lot of nannies and people now that are involved in taking kids out to the playground and keeping them occupied for the summer. I want to go through some of those tips for us. Sure. sure. The, the saddest thing is when a, a kid is out playing and gets hit, hurt on a playground. So. Um, we want to make sure that somebody always inspects the equipment. Um, that should be done at the beginning of the season. That should be done periodically. Um, somebody, either from in the municipality, but we always tell parents, you know what, before you let your kids play on that playground, make sure you do a walkthrough. Walk around, make sure that there's nothing sticking off, that they don't have those S-hooks where they, their clothing or something can get caught, um, that everything seems like it's tight in the way that it should be. Um, the surface should be intact um, if it is one of those poured in or the tile surfaces. Um, a lot of times some of the municipalities will use the loose mulch or, or the pea gravel, that kind of thing. If they use that, it should be 12 inches thick. And 12 inches is a lot. So we tell parents, make sure that you, if, if it's not, that you let your municipality know. Um, Right now, what we see mostly as far as injuries and playgrounds go are, are you know, cuts, scrapes, bruises, some fractures. Really not a lot of serious injuries anymore, um, but it, it wasn't that long ago, probably 10 years or, or so, that we did see things like slides falling over and crushing children. And um, we've gotten really, really good at keeping playgrounds safe and um, 
they they are now more age appropriate so there are pieces of equipment that are for older kids there are pieces of equipment for the smaller kids and we just tell parents all of the time make sure that you're not letting your toddlers go down the big slide or make sure they're not climbing up the monkey bars those kinds of things um, a lot of it is just you know when you're there at the playground if it doesn't feel like this is a good idea go with that we were talking off the air about just the craziness of ATVs and how young kids are riding ATVs and getting hurt. So Chris, what are you seeing at Children's Hospital as a result of these young kids even getting on Really, over, over the past five years we've seen a, a huge spike in the number of ATV injuries and ATV deaths. We looked at the last 10 years and about 7% of the deaths at Children's Hospital were related to ATVs, the trauma, the trauma deaths. Um, at the hospital, anytime a trauma patient comes in, they get an injury severity score. That measures the degree or the amount of injury. If you put all of the trauma patients together, um, the injury severity scores over the last five years have been lower than the ATV scores. So the ATV scores outshine everything else. The injuries are much more severe, um, more deaths, and more life-altering, life-changing injuries. Cindy, are there laws that riders need to follow and pay attention to? Um, oh, sure. Um, ATVs are, are sort of a, an area that is uh, in flux because they keep coming out with new products and they make these tiny little motorized ATVs for babies, I mean little children, and they go way too fast. Um, I, I can tell you that the injuries that you've just described, um, seeing in the emergency room, are injuries that we see coming into the law firm. Mm -hmm. um, a 14 year old girl dead. Um, when she was a passenger with a 13-year-old driving an ATV, a 7-year-old paralyzed um, when his dad was driving. And um, both of these, the ATVs flipped over. And uh, people tend to ride ATVs in rough terrain. They think that's what they're for, and um, they flip over very easily. It is frightening. And what would be some safety tips, Chris? What should people know about that? Well, the American Academy of Pediatrics and Children's Hospital recommend that no one under age 16 ride an ATV. Um, they can go as fast as a car, so if you're not going to give your 8-year-old the keys to the car, you probably shouldn't give them the ability to ride on an ATV. And, and that's where we stand. Um, but a lot of people in a lot of rural areas do like to ride the ATVs, and they also use them on the farms. And um, a lot of the injuries that we see aren't farm injuries. These are they're the, the kids who are going to the family camp and trying out the ATV or going with a friend. But um, we tell families that if they, if they do choose to ride an ATV, that the kids need to take a safety course, absolutely, positively. Um, they also need to be outfitted in the correct gear. They have to have a helmet on. There's all kinds of, um, you know, padding and everything that goes with it. But the biggest thing would be the gear. And now we want to talk a little bit about swimming pool safety, especially because this is obviously the season. Cynthia, what are things that homeowners need to know about? Well, anybody who's a homeowner and has a pool needs to have it fenced. Um, you can use your house. Um, as one of the four walls of the fence, but it needs to be completely fenced in. If you have an above-ground pool, 
uh, the, actually, uh, the walls of the pool are considered a fence if they're high enough. I think uh, maybe four feet is it. But uh, that ladder has got to be a retractable ladder. So uh, you can't have toddlers climbing up there curious, and they, they do, and falling in. All right, what would be some tips, Chris, that people need to know about this summer? Uh, learn CPR. That's, that's the big one. Parents, who have, anyone who has children should, should know CPR. If you have a pool, have a phone by the pool. Um, have somebody watching the water. And we always want to designate that person as the water watcher. That's not the, the water watcher who's having coffee and talking to a friend. That's someone who's literally focused on the water. Um, I think the, the biggest thing with swimming, people confuse um, drowning with what they see on TV, and that's not what drowning looks like. Drowning is silent. When kids drown, they can't make noise, they can't struggle. They literally will stare straight ahead and just dip under the water. Um, so if you see a child who, whose eyes are wide open like the deer in the headlights, um, and they don't appear to be struggling, but they do have like the top of their mouth down in the water, they are seconds away from drowning. So drowning is silent. Make sure somebody's watching the water. There is so much more to talk about, and we, we probably need a whole other show for this, and especially since summer is here. So thank you so much for being here. And Chris, wonderful tips and information, because again, this is such an important time of year, and especially if you're a parent or caregiver out there. We are out of time, unfortunately, for this episode of No Fee TV. Thanks once again to our guests, and a special thanks Chris Vitale from Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh of UPMC for sharing some invaluable advice. If you'd like more information on preventing warm weather injuries along with legal issues that can sometimes arise, you definitely want to visit edgarsnyder.com. Now next week's show will be big. Attorney Michael Rosenzweig will be here along with Rocky Marks from Hot Metal Harley-Davidson. We'll be talking about motorcycle laws and safety. Important info for bikers and anyone who shares the road with them. So until then, thank you for watching and be safe. Thank you again for tuning in to this edition of No Fee TV, where legal help is always free. If you have a topic you would like us to cover in a future show, please reach out to us at edgarsnyder.com. You can also connect with us on our Facebook page or on Twitter and Google Plus using the hashtag NoFeeTV. See you next week.